everybody. Welcome to the Best of Business Bureau. I'm your host, Christian Borky. This podcast is produced by the Lincoln Lodge. Let's jump right into it. Today's guest is somebody very special to me. He is my good friend. He and I do a dueling piano show together at the Lincoln Lodge. He has the same name as me. It is Christian McCann. Hi, Borky. Hi. It's Oh, you can follow him on Twitter at Full On Acid Trip. I'm going to tell you several times to do that. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you are a dear, dear friend of mine, and I'm so happy that you're finally on the podcast. Glad Love to be here. Love that for you. Uh, today's episode is going to be about Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going to tell you all about fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. It's the fucking Busted Business Bureau. But first, I want you to tell people uh, the uh, people's history of chicken wings, if you will. Do you mind? Oh, you not at all. Because you a whole rant to me. Yeah, not at all. Uh, so the chicken wing, uh, the story goes, it was invented at a bar called the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York. Uh, the Anchor Bar is now a very popular place because it uh, lays claim to where the chicken wing was invented. Back then, it was just a small neighborhood bar. Uh, back in the 70s, the owner, I guess, had his friends hanging around the bar afterward, and they were looking for a snack late at night. And the fryers were still hot, but everything else in the kitchen was uh, kind of turned off. So back then, they would just throw out the chicken wings as scraps that wasn't really a usable part. Uh, which, I mean, looking back now, it doesn't really make sense. But um, Insane. Yeah, so wasteful. Right, there's a lot of meat there, you know. But, I don't know, somebody made that decision once and everyone just went along with it. That's kind of <laughs> how it goes, right? So he's like, I got these, these, you know, like, we can cook these up. So he put them in the fryer. He uh, put some melted butter with some Frank's Red Hot sauce into a bowl and tossed those chicken wings in that sauce. And there you go, buffalo chicken wings, which we don't call a buffalo in buffalo. It's kind of What like, do you call it? We just call them wings. <laughs> They're just wings. <laughs> we don't have to say buffalo. We already know where we are. For sure. I'm sweating already. Are yeah. you also sweating? Uh, I'm spitzing I'm, I'm a little bit. Okay. It, it had nothing to do with Buffalo Wild Wings. I just wanted to tell you I'm going to be wet this uh-huh. entire podcast. And you have to look right at me. Hey, fantastic. And I'm going to be just sopping. Uh, that is, in fact, the history of chicken wings. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, chicken wings and buffalo wings we're in not general in right consciousness yep and then people always ask me when they're going to buffalo like where do you get the buff the best buffalo chicken wings um and like i said first of all i was like we don't call them buffalo chicken wings <laughs> uh, but if you want to yeah, if you want to get the best wings don't go to buffalo wild wings don't go to the anchor bar you want to go to like whatever dive bars on the corner that hasn't cleaned their fryer in like two years <laughs> That's where you're going to get the best wings. There's a company called Will Poultry that delivers just like the biggest, fattest, juiciest chicken wings. Everyone knows that you get your wings from Will's. Um, and yeah, you, you go to that you go to that little dive bar where there's a bunch of old men uh, you know, <laughs> that stare at you when you walk in. And they'll look at you for five minutes until they lose attention. And <laughs> that, that's going to be the best chicken wings for sure. I love that. Okay, Gorge. That is, in fact, the history of chicken wings. And we're going to talk about the company that made chicken wings into a national chain, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, We're going to start with Jim Disbro. He was born in Kentucky in July of 1948, and he may or may not have contracted polio as a child. It just says it on his Wikipedia page, but I've never found an interview where he says that. (laughs) So someone might have just made it up. Anyways, something happens to his legs as a child, and to strengthen them, he decides to do figure skating. Everything from here on in is true. I don't know about the polio, but he does figure skating as a child. This would be a very important decision in his life because when he was 11, he was adopted by his figure skating coaches in Ohio. And so he moves in with them. They have another kid who is like 10 years younger than him. And these are the two that are going to go on to found Buffalo Wild Wings. So if this kid didn't do figure skating, we would not have Buffalo Wild Wings today. Wow. Make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had to think about <laughs> it for a second. <laughs> Wait a second. So, so the the guy that that the, the figure skating eleven year old yeah. ended up having two kids, and they started Buffalo Wild Wings. No, he okay. and his brother started Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, I was wildly wrong. <laughs> 
I'll check in every 30 seconds to make sure you understand See the if previous. I've toned out yet. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that this was going to be a problem because I <laughs> you zone out about once a minute. <laughs> I have to repeat things like three times to you. So podcast listener, I'll edit out the, like, oh, the first two. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. I'll keep the third one in. <laughs> third, third time's a charm. <laughs> when Jimmy was professionally skating, Scott is his brother, uh, was going through college. So this is when they're older. At some point, they either just visited Buffalo or they lived there for an extended period of time. And... They try out this thing, Buffalo Wings. It's kind of a newfangled thing in Buffalo. They go back to Ohio. They're drunk as fuck at like 12 a.m. And they're trying to find the same like chicken wings. Cannot find them anywhere because they're in Ohio and nobody has started that yet. So the next morning they're like, we should start a restaurant. And the restaurant should be Buffalo Wings because we're obsessed with Buffalo. We've been there once. We love it. Are you following? I am. <laughs> this is very surprising to me. I didn't realize that there was actually a Buffalo connection to, yeah. this, to this franchise. Yeah. Well, the connection was they lived there briefly, but like otherwise, no, there is no Buffalo. Like makes me like them a little bit more. Oh. I almost, I, I, I'm almost from like very much disliking them to um, don't mind. I like how you already started as a hater despite knowing no one. You only knew that he was a child with polio and you decided you already hated him. <laughs> I hate people that have polio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting canceled on this podcast. So anyways. The idea was to open Buffalo Wild Wings in Weck. That was the full title of it to start with. Oh, do you know why that is? Uh, tell me. Okay. <laughs> do you already have it in your notes? I want to know if you're going to say the same thing. Okay. Well, I, I think I described to you one time what a Kimmel Weck roll is. A beef I would on, like to hear it again. Weck. All right. So beef on Weck is another Buffalo delicacy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, basically, it's basically a roast beef sandwich, uh, but it's more than that. Usually <laughs> uh, when you go to lunch somewhere in Buffalo, they'll have an actual... They'll have like a, a butcher there with the table with the heat lamps and everything and the meat that they're shaving right there on the spot, you know. And so you can walk up to this guy. You can be like, uh, I'll take a beef on whack rare. And then in that case, he'll like he'll shave some meat off the middle where it's more rare. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't like it as rare, he'll shave it off the edge, you know. So so you have that. You have the, the fresh meat like right off the bone. And then you put that onto a Kimmelweck roll, which is a hard roll. It's a white hard roll. And on the top, they uh, before they bake it, it's encrusted with rock salt and Kimmelweck seeds, oh. which are kind of like long poppy seeds. Oh. All right. And yeah. oh, it's so good. And so then you have that. And then traditionally, then you would just put a whole bunch of horseradish, just ground up horseradish right on top. They'll give you a little jar with a little tiny spoon, a little tiny lid that has a little space so the spoon can go through the lid. Like every single restaurant has these. And you put that onto your beef on weck and that's it. It's just beef, horseradish <laughs> on a Kimmelweck roll. And uh, honestly, I, I think that should... Some people argue that should be the delicacy, like what Buffalo is known for rather than a chicken wing. Uh-huh. Probably just doesn't travel as well. Mm, I can see that. I feel like I'm an alien and you were just describing like earth culture to <laughs> me because this is all so foreign. I've never had beef on wick. Oh, there's a place on uh, Western Avenue down south that serves it on my way, on the way to my rehearsal space. So I can't, I like it's not Beef House, but it's something like that. <laughs> something like Beef House. That's a sick <laughs> name for a restaurant. Beef House. <laughs> so the idea is to open. Uh, I to answer your question was that in your notes? Uh, the answer is kind of, uh, but not, I, it was not as colorful as the way you've mm. described it. So you're really bringing a lot. <laughs> I, I try to supply. <laughs> The idea was to call it Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck and then shorten it to BW3. Because I guess there was a TV show at the time called That Was the Week That Was, also abbreviated to TW3. So it's a play on that, I guess. Genius. <laughs> and in 1981, so this is a year before Buffalo Wild Wings opens, a dude from Buffalo moves to Columbus to do the same thing, to also open a restaurant 
uh, that is chicken wings, and that is buffalo sauce. That's the idea. And it fails spectacularly. He does such a bad job. So then, by 1982, he's out of there, and the Buffalo Wild Wings guys just, like, take over that restaurant because it's pretty cheap, and it's got all the restaurant stuff in it. And... That's their idea to like for the building. They need more capital, though. Each of them has $5,000. It's like them and some other dude. And the one guy, Jimmy Disbro, was like, I know a guy from figure skating who's always wanted to open an English pub. If we convince him that we're going to sell alcohol here, he'll get on board with Buffalo Wild Wings. So they send him a college report that was prepared by Scott in 1981 to get as a proposal. They didn't have anything else, I guess. And which one's Scott? Scott is the younger one who did not have polio. Okay. He's 10 years Jim's junior. Didn't do figure skating. D- just went to college, I Got guess. It. And this, like, it was straight up on typewriter. Like, they didn't have anything else back then. So that's what they sent to the guy. It's very college report. It's not a very thrilling read. It's like BW3 would be the fast food restaurant located in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus has long been known for a test market in the United States. But it reads like a college paper. But the guy loves it. And he sends $15,000 as a loan. And so it's time to rock and roll. Wow. Time to open Buffalo Wild Wings. All right. First location, they've taken over the restaurant that failed spectacularly in 1981. But in 1982, with the beer angle, they're in a college town. It goes great. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. wings and beer, hand in hand. Exactly. That's, like, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. That just wasn't obvious to people, I guess, before wow. the 80s. Wow. I know. I don't get it. What a different time. The second location, six months after they make the first one, they open in Westerville, Ohio. Clearly, they had done no research because Westerville is the source of the temperance movement, the prohibition movement. (laughs) And so it was still a completely dry town when they located there. So they couldn't get a liquor license because they're dumb. Oh, (laughs) what an oversight. What an oversight. Even if they did, people were not interested in Buffalo Wild Wings in Westerville, Ohio. So... They open a third restaurant to offset the losses from the Westerville one. Uh, and that's sort of how the, ma- the business model goes. Whenever they have money to open a new restaurant, they just do it. And if they don't have money to pay back investors, they just beg them for more time <laughs> and hope it works out for the best. And they've got three under their belt so far this way, though. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Nothing to sneeze at. No. No, 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 no. And their lease for the second restaurant in Westerville was only 18 months long. So they last the 18 months. Then they're like, all right, see you later, Westerville. And now they're back to two. At this point, they're serving food on paper plates to cut down on costs. So they just throw everything out at the end of the night. Yeah, that's like every Buffalo dive bar. That's, yeah? uh, that's actually pretty on brand. Really? Still <laughs> yeah. today? Uh, it depends where you go. You know, like I'm saying those dive bars I was talking sometimes sometimes you get a uh, paper plate, sometimes you get lucky you're at a fancy place got plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any formal accounting system or restaurant experience. Again, the one guy like does figure skating and he still is doing figure skating the whole time he's opening Buffalo Wild Wings. Nice. Like this guy figure skating is this guy's passion. All right. Yeah, he slays. Whenever yeah, whenever they have enough cash, they simply open a new restaurant. So it's time to talk about a woman, Sally Smith, a woman worth moving a restaurant chain for. Right now, Buffalo Wild Wings is located in Columbus. That's where they do all their headquartering stuff, I guess. And when Jim Disbro, figure skating guy, figure skating guy, <laughs> was in high school, he met a girl uh, that he liked. They, you know, drifted apart. Whatever. They remet when he was judging her at a figure skating competition, and they get married. Okay. Oh, so they're both figure skaters. They're both figure skaters. Yeah. Okay. But he was like a judge. He uh, just became a judge later in his is life. Is this Sally Smith? No, this is not Sally Smith. Okay. This is his wife named Dee Dee. Uh, and she lives in Minneapolis, and he lives in Cincinnati, and she has two kids from previous marriage, and he sometimes visits Minneapolis, but he is not moving there for her. Um, okay. That's his wife, Dee Dee, not right. Sally. Right, um, I like that you remembered her name, though, despite the fact that I said it more than 15 seconds ago. Well, it's because it sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. 
Dee Dee's father, so Jim's wife's father, has a hearing aid company and a CFO named Sally Smith. She'd gotten the role when she was 30 years old, which is an impressive role to have at like a pretty big hearing company at 30. Anyways, Dee Dee's father recommended Sally to help out with the struggling explosion of nonsense that was Buffalo Wild Wings. He's like, you know, Sally's just great at her job. So in 1992, they start franchising Buffalo Wild Wings. And they're like, oh shit, we need help. Uh, because now there's more than one person who owns the Buffalo Wild Wings like restaurants. Like it's not just us owning them anymore. Like there's individual owners, mm-hmm. AKA a franchise. So they enlist Sally to help out with the growth plan. The thing is, Sally Smith lives in Minneapolis and is like, I'm not moving to Ohio. So they moved the entirety of their headquarters to Minneapolis for Sally Smith. And he, <laughs> Jim told the newspaper, quote, I would not have moved the company if Sally had been willing to leave the Twin Cities. Implying he would not have ever moved there for his wife. He only moved there for Sally. <laughs> Are like, you following? Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know, but it kind of makes sense because uh, his relationship with his wife has very little to do with the business, right? So it does. The business not, moving, yeah. like he's, but he's talking about moving the business of necessarily, course. right? But that also means like he now lives in Minneapolis, yeah. so he was never planning on moving there or moving the business for his wife, which I oh, love. Oh, because his wife lived in Minneapolis. Yes. Oh yeah, well that's yes. kind of weird. I love that for him <laughs> that he's like, um, I will commute to go see my wife and kids, <laughs> but I will move a whole business. They had kids, and he was going back and forth. Yes. That whole deal. Oh <laughs> they, my god. They weren't his kids; they were her kids from a previous marriage. But still, like it's his kids now that he's married to her. You know. I kind of see that point of view too, though. It's kind of like, all right, you're set up there. I'm doing my thing over here. You know, like. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to figure this out. And they did, though, right? Well, well, then he moved to Minneapolis, so it worked right. out. Just hey, cause. look at that. <laughs> Let me ask you one thing, too, though. Did we Easy. ever figure out and decide on how they came up with the wild part of their name? Uh, Because they wanted three Ws. Like, they wanted it to be Wings and Wick. And because it's Buffalo Wild Wings and Wick, that way it could be BW3. Okay. So they only added wild so they could get the three in there exactly. to make it sound like this TV show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it. I don't know why they settled on wild. They like, must have loved this TV show. Apparently, it was such a good TV show that they had to. Ca- it was like a political satire TV show. They had to TV cancel show. it. They, they had to cancel it before an election because it was an election year, and it was like so <laughs> satirical. I guess that that's why it was like abruptly canceled. It had oh, great funny. ratings. It was like sixty four, I think, uh, and it was canceled. So, hmm. a- apparently, a very powerful TV show. There's an American version that is lost to the sands of time, and it only exists in the Library of Congress. Uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Like just some dude who recorded it on like a VHS sent it to the Library of Congress. Seemed I know. to be a Netflix series. Right? I don't know. Why did I retain so much information about that TV show? I should not know all of that information that I just told you. Just in case you get thrown a curveball like you just were. I guess. And look yeah. at me. I just swung it out look of the park. That. Grand yeah, slam. Home run. Yeah. Oh, grand slam, sure. <laughs> this guy likes hockey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... The interview where he says, I would not have moved the company if Sally had been willing to leave the Twin Cities, uh, that's with a journalist named Dick Youngblood, which I just wanted to mention, because that's a sickening (laughs) fucking name. (laughs) So per Restaurant News, uh, apparently they had hired a CEO to work with Sally. She was just brought on as a CFO, and allegedly he just didn't show up on his first day of the job, so they let Sally be the CEO. (laughs) Move over one step to the left. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, move over one letter in the alphabet. Also, this is a picture of Sally and Jim. I feel like this looks like us. <laughs> I, you think so? Yeah. It's like a black and white version of us? Yeah. I think. I, I, I can see. Well, what if we swapped them? I think that, that's more accurate. Oh, I just feel like they have our energy. Oh, yeah. The smiles. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's, it's very us. So anyways, Dick Youngblood wrote a very lengthy article that... It, it's not a takedown of Buffalo Wild Wings, but it certainly like, reads like one, despite the fact that this is a positive uh, article. What attracted Disbro to Sally Smith? Well, the restaurant company was short of cash, was being shunned by its lenders, and was in trouble with the IRS. 
Smith had the financial management skills and credibility with the lenders that they needed. In short, she's the antithesis of Disbro, who's 48 and a quintessential entrepreneur, who by his own admission ran the business for a dozen years in exceedingly casual fashion. Quote, it was a seat of the pants all the way, he said. If there was cash in the bank, you expand. If there wasn't, you coast. Or go begging for patience from your vendors. I did have an Excel spreadsheet that let me forecast cash flow about three months out, but there were days when it was too scary to open the computer. Wow. (laughs) That's like me with my checking account. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a great! I have no riffs on that joke. That was just a perfect one. That that was a grand slam, or what is? What? Uh, uh, that that's a grand slam. What's the hockey equivalent of a grand slam? Uh, hat trick. Ooh. Yeah, Slay. I guess so. Yeah. Worse, Smith had discovered that BW three was being audited by the IRS when she was hired to work nice. there. <laughs> they wondered why the company hadn't filed a tax return in two years. Smith says, "Quote: I think the growth simply overwhelmed their accountant." That's a very generous um, way of putting it. She's very diplomatic, which I love for her. Nevertheless, she spent a year straightening out the mess and getting the IRS off the company's back. She also managed to secure a $1 million credit line from a Cincinnati bank and last month completed a $700,000 private placement. This is in 96. Uh, and that, so this is supposed to be a positive article about Buffalo Wild Wings, but that sounds like a nightmare uh, for the first 12 years of its existence. Right. right? Uh, so what are we at, like 95 now? 95, 96. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, you just said that. Yeah. Right. Well, look at that. You remembered. Yeah. Or did well, you just do the math and was, then you I was doing the math out? from the year they started. Whoa, yeah. look at you go. Oh, look at me. Yeah, you're 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 participating. Home run. <laughs> what's the what's the I guess a goal. Yeah, a goal. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say what's the hockey equivalent of a home run, but goal. Also Dick Youngblood. Sorry, I will stop talking about Dick Youngblood in just one Please second. Please never stop talking about Dick Youngblood. <laughs> I guess I won't. One quote that he has in the article about like the founding of Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, he wrote, quote, Upon learning that Ohio and much of the rest of the heartland was a gastronomic wasteland, they just started they decided to start their restaurant chain, which is a great way to describe Ohio. This guy's from, I think, Michigan or something. What does that exactly mean, gastronomic uh, wasteland? I guess just uh if you want to eat food, there's just nothing for you. There's no variety. No variety. Uh, just dis- just bad. Dismal. Yeah. Uh, I almost said potatoes, but that's Idaho. <laughs> I think gastronomic wasteland is like a poetic way of describing uh, just a state with no fucking interesting food. Right, right. Gastronomic wasteland. I like that. Yeah. A gastronomic wasteland is happening in my stomach right now because <laughs> I had seven shots of tequila last night. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no dinner. I ate work for dinner. <laughs> dinner was the last four shots. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gastronomic wasteland. <laughs> and I guess I'm from Ohio, so I'm really living up to the name. Basically, Sally Smith makes Buffalo Wild Wings into the national thing we know today. I think it's so crazy that the clientele of Buffalo Wild Wings is mostly like men who watch football. And would scoff at the idea of figure skating or oh, women, definitely like women's sports, but figure skaters and women like made Buffalo uh-huh. Wild Wings. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. If you walked into any Buffalo Wild Wings and brought those two topics up to any table, <laughs> nothing but glares and you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, how long are you going to be here? Sort of <laughs> looks. Have you been to many a Buffalo Wild Wing? There was one that came that moved into Buffalo uh, shortly before I moved from Buffalo, and that was when I moved. I moved uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one showed up around. I could be grossly wrong, but probably like 2000. <laughs> no, it was there when I went to college. So probably around like 2002, it showed up. Mm-hmm. And um, I went there a couple times. Uh, some of my college friends, they like to go because they were from other places. They didn't realize that, you know, like this is a trash place. Were you a hater the whole time you went? A whole, the whole time <laughs> from the day it opened its doors. I was like, who do these people think they are calling themselves Buffalo Wild Wings? Coming in here with this garbage sauce. There's like 18 different flavors. The wings are tiny. Now. There's 26. Of course there are. And the, yeah, and the, I was like, reading an official Buffalo Wild Wings thing that was like, we have fr- um, a variety of sauces from spicy to Asian. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the spectrum right there. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no spicy Asian sauces either. We no. all know that. Famously. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anyways, you're a hater the entire time. Yeah, couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand the idea of it. Uh, like I said, the, the local dive bar. That's where you go. And like, what, what are you going to Buffalo Wild? Buff, it's got the name in it. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, this is all coming back. This is like flashbacks. Were to you popular war. in college? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, uh, <laughs> I'm starting to figure out why. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just took a big swallow of a white claw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's> Dead air. <laughs> oh, do you, I, mean, I can sing while you do that if you want. No, I mean, Sarah asked me to sing on the last podcast. It's the meanest thing anyone's ever done to me. She, Why? She was like, do an impression. Uh, we were talking about a musical. She was like, do an impression of Dave Malloy's work. Like, sing for me. I was like, what am I going to do? Say no? Uh-huh. <laughs> so then I sang. You did it? I did an impression of Dave Malloy songs, yeah. which is not very melodic, uh, one would say. I want to hear that. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it again. You can go listen to the Na- Natasha Pierre and the Great Common of 1812 episode. Anyways, for years after, Sally like makes this business what it is. She's the one who grows, like she doubles it in size within the first five years of being there. She expands the franchise. She is going fucking crazy. We love Sally Smith. For years after that, Jim remained the chairman of the board of Buffalo Wild Wings. He like stepped aside as president and CEO to like let her do that. Scott is doing something. I don't. I never really know what Scott's up to. Jim remains in a position of power as the president of the figure skating association or whatever during the Tanya Harding thing. Wow. He has no significant role in the Tanya Harding thing, but I just thought it was interesting. A little historical context because yeah. it's the 90s. Just some fun facts. And he unfortunately died in 2002, very young, um, after a battle with brain cancer. And the way his obituary described him, I mean, every obituary is quite flowery, but it seems like this is a very accurate telling of Jimmy's life. Quote, no matter how successful Jimmy became, he was never too busy to stop and chat every single morning with every single employee at the office. He, uh, he will always be remembered for his genuine interest in people, his loyalty, and his seemingly endless benevolence. To his friends, family, and all who knew him, Jimmy's zest for life was truly proof of the unbreakable human spirit. Which I feel like is kind of how he ra- ran the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Right? Seat of his pants, very ex- excited, energetic guy. Right. Sometimes it takes that yin and yang, too. Yeah. Uh, so that happened in 2002. Let's take a break right now to stop talking about Jim, talk about labor rights and the service industry. It's time to make this the service industry podcast. All right. The following could be described of any restaurant in the United States. Like it could be Applebee's to Burger King to whatever. But we're going to talk about the Fair Labor Standards Act that was uh, signed in 1938. That's what, why we have a 40-hour work week is because of the FSLA. And it stipulates that tipped employees can be paid differently than non-tipped employees. Also, did you know that the FSLA originally proposed a 30-hour week week, and it was so unpopular that they made it 40? God. Do you know why it was unpopular? I died. That's as far as I got on the Wikipedia page. I wonder. <laughs> Damn, threw me a curveball, and I swung out, struck uh, out. What's the, uh, what's the hockey equivalent of striking out? Fanning. Ooh. Yeah. What does that mean? Like you just whiffed? Well, it's not really the same, but it's, it's kind of the same motion. Uh, it's, it's when you uh, take a... When you, when you try to hit the puck, but you miss, you know? Ah. So fanning, kind of like you're fanning the puck, you know, like you're just using your stick to <laughs> cool it down. Hockey people are so funny. we got some clever <laughs> jokes. Whereas hourly employees have to make a minimum of $7.25 per hour, tipped employees can be paid as little as $2.13 per hour, so long as their tips cover the rest of what they make per hour, which I'm sure you know, but it's for the listeners. So if, if they make at least $30 in tips a month, this rule applies to them. Just to really get it across, one eight-hour shift should result in you getting paid $60 by a company. If you get $100 in tips, then the restaurant only legally has to pay you $18, as your tips can supplant the other 42 that you're legally owed. So even though you've made $100 in tips, you've really only made an extra $58 than what you would have had before. That is how like the tipping 
thing works. When I worked at Clark's off Belmont, God, my paychecks were so humiliating because yeah. I mean I got tipped like <laughs> I got tipped a lot. So they right. paid me always the bare minimum of like two dollars and thirteen cents. The two dollars and thirteen cents figure like varies for some states, like some states it's higher, but that's the federal minimum that I feel like it's across the board known in the restaurant industry that if that you want a zero dollar check. You want to open your check well, back when there was checks and envelopes, you want to open it up and pull it out and see that it says, this is not a check. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes, it's a check, but you can't deposit this. There's no money. Yeah. That means you had a good week. Mm. You know, that means you were tipped so much that your check is like, it doesn't even count. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you, that all balances out at the end of the year when you have to you know, <laughs> figure everything out yourself. It hurts rather so than badly. A giant um, government run agency doing it for you. God, it, it's so humiliating doing my taxes every year because I always, for some reason, just have like 12 jobs every year. Mm-hmm. It's such a fucking nightmare. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's kind of silly. Now I have Patreon and TikTok too, like Patreon and TikTok money. So yeah. I have to put that on my taxes. It sucks. My life is so hard. I got a guy you should talk to. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk after bitch. the podcast. <laughs> do it on the podcast. Out him right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, this tip rule only applies to workers who do at least 80% of their job doing tipped work. So non-tipped work, side work, as it's known in you know some parts of the industry, uh, like washing dishes, taking out the trash, folding napkins, whatever, cannot make up more than 20% of your job if you're going to do that tip thing. Restaurants take advantage of this all the time because who is keeping track of exactly what you're doing? Yeah, I've never even heard of this. I've been in the industry for 20, 25 really? years. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not supposed to take up more than 20% of your work. Otherwise, yep. like you are- I guarantee- 99% of the industry has no clue about that. That's nuts. That's I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just, you know- it's just how it is, you know? Yeah, right. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's just how it is. That's just how it is. I fucking hate side work. I, I was so mad every time I had to fold napkins at Clark's Diner on Belmont. Thank God that place is sued for money laundering and <laughs> closed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I got called in the middle of one of my shifts. Uh, and they're like, is, I'll make up a name, Frank there? And I was like, no. And they're like, yeah, we're the guys that are suing you because uh, you haven't paid us for like all the shit that we, all the inventory we bring you. And I was like, can I take a message? Yeah, I don't need to know all this. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm like 18. I don't know. Wait, are you suing me or are you suing Clark's? Because <laughs> I feel like you should be talking to them about this. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I, I could take a message. I'm not a receptionist, uh, but I could add it to my resume. <laughs> <laughs> my resume had a mission statement to work at Clark's Diner from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. <laughs> wow. I actually, I, I, I went to an interview there one time. They were interviewing a whole bunch of people and I didn't get the, I didn't get the job because uh, they were like, do you have your mission statement? And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I left it at home. <laughs> You're a clown. <laughs> I thought that was going somewhere. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> the So Buffalo Wild Wings has been sued over and over and over and over again for taking advantage of workers. Labor rights abuses, including, but not limited to, the company keeping all the tips from takeout orders, editing employees in and out time so as to not pay time and a half or overtime, counting certain employees as minimum wage exempt and offering no benefits with that, et cetera, et cetera. All the certain flavors of labor rights violations that happen in the service industry. What's the worst service industry job you've ever had? Oh, man. Um, say it like say it now. I mean, like if you just... you, know, you could think about it. I could talk about Buffalo Wild Wings. You could pray on it. I worked, at, I worked at this piano bar that was technically a service industry job because mm-hmm. I bartended there and played piano. Uh, at the same time? Yeah, I would do it like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, not... Not yeah, at the literally. same time, I had I didn't have like one hand opening a beer and the other hand, you know, <laughs> playing a Billy Joel song. Yeah. But I would make drinks and then go over to the piano and play. Some nights, most nights, I would like either be playing the piano or bartending. But some nights when it was just me behind the bar and there's a piano over there, I'd just do both. But uh, <laughs> oh, the guy that ran this place was just terrible. It, like same sort of deal. Like he was always trying to like skim things off. I never got my credit card tips. The owner Mike, hey. this guy was terrible. He one time, 
He didn't like the way things were going and things were closing down. He was all drunk like he always was. Mm-hmm. He would always claim that there's celebrities coming in there and he had pictures of all these celebrities <laughs> on the walls, but they weren't pictures of them sitting there. They were just pictures of the celebrities. Frame. <laughs> and he yelled, this is Madonna. And he slapped a picture and the glass shattered and fell everywhere. And oh God, that was like, that was the hardest laugh I ever had to hold in in my <laughs> life. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, he sucked. He yeah. was the worst. Fuck that guy. Uh-huh. Sorry, Mike. You suck. Buffalo Wild Wings was sued in as recently as March of 2022 in Corpus Christi, Texas. They had a huge settlement with a bunch of Buffalo Wild Wingses in Michigan and Illinois, where they agreed to pay $1.8 million for all of the <laughs> wage theft, I guess. They had a lawsuit in New York and Connecticut, Riverside, California, Athens, Ohio, which resulted in a $1.5 million settlement. This occurs between the years 2015 and 2018, all while Sally Smith is still the president and CEO. Uh, but... Buffalo Wild Wings over that period of time had started to lose its cultural capital as well as like all these labor lawsuits, a lot of L's on the Buffalo Wild Wings train. Mm. While restaurants stay afloat, uh, the company's... Wait, what? Oh, the restaurants themselves stay afloat. The company's stagnation, plus the increasing chicken wing costs, also around 2015, portend disaster. Buffalo Wild Wings transfers those costs onto customers by like increasing the prices, uh, which does not go well at all. Around the same time, Arby's is staging this ridiculous comeback. I don't know if the listeners are familiar, but Arby's was just like falling out of favor with the public until that We Have the Meats campaign. And now it's like the restaurant for dudes. That's what did it. It literally, We Have the Meats. The slogan that sounds like We Have the Meat Sweats (laughs) is what brought them back. That's all I thought of every time I heard that slogan. By targeting specifically men who want meat, which I guess they just weren't doing before. Arby's staged a, a, an incredible comeback. <laughs> You're delighted. <laughs> but but how, like, how, who was out there being like, that's what Arby's is. Everyone knows that Arby's is meat. Who's ever like, oh, Arby's, that's where you go for a salad. <laughs> that's not who are these guys I mean in 2016 Arby's had its best year ever the fast food chain brought in 3.7 billion dollars in sales which was up 20% from 2013 like a ridiculous amount yeah that we have the meat shit like really Jesus turn it around for Arby's anyways Buffalo Wild Wings had gone public around 2003, and the group Mercado Capital Management owned about 10% of it by 2016. Agitated with the decline in sales in like 2015, 2016, Mercado starts publicly calling for Sally Smith to resign. They're like, you're old, you're out of touch, resign, uh, which is ugly of them. I love Sally Smith, and I will love her till the day I die. They had proposed a few other CEOs, including the former CEO of Pizza Hut. Ultimately, Sally Smith resigned under pressure in 2017, but her LinkedIn isn't updated. So uh. I know. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't know the password. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't. I like I like the way that you see the world. The company was bought out for two point nine billion dollars by the private equity firm that owns Arby's, and so now the CEO of Arby's, who had championed the "We Have the Meats" campaign, is now also the CEO of Buffalo Wild Wings. Does that make wow, sense? Oh yeah. Yeah, his name is Paul Brown. He compared his Arby's journey to Moneyball, I guess. He was like, I see us as the Oakland A's and McDonald's as the New York Yankees. And I Moneyballed Arby's way like into the cultural consciousness again. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant. Yeah, he, he's kind but, of a silly dude. But how did he do like how did he use money how did he use the money ball approach to I don't think I think he just likes that he movie. He just saw the movie a bunch of times and, and he was like yeah that's me. Right. Yeah. If he had seen Wolf of Wall Street like the, yeah, a whole bunch of times <laughs> he would have said the same thing he'd be like yeah we're like the Wolf of Wall Street. That's just yeah. like me for real. Right. Yeah, that's, that's me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> love Quaaludes. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I, I, w- I would love to try one. I know. They, I don't know where you, you can't find them anymore. What but, I'd give to try them. Because they stopped myself. making them, right? 
I, I think so. I, I, that's not in the. Should we not talk about this here? No, we can. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the, the story is they stopped making them a long time ago. Like, they, they just stopped. So it's like impossible. It's not like one of those drugs where you're like, oh, you can find it like on the, you know, the black market or like, you know, like uh, Silk Road or whatever. They just like literally don't have it? They just stopped making them. So, I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that has like one jar like stocked away <laughs> and like, you know, like every Thanksgiving he takes one, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best way to celebrate Thanksgiving, I think. Fuck yeah. the turkey. <laughs> can I swear I hate on here? Yeah. <laughs> You were the third person to ask me if you could swear on the podcast. I've been swearing the whole time, Christian. I see. I don't. It's like white noise. <laughs> <laughs> also, you asked very late in. Yeah. Like we're full. F- I think. Well, because I've, I've withheld from swearing so far. You have? Yes, I, I believe so. The worst. The worst. The worst word I said so far is Jesus. <laughs> You're so chaste. Yeah. <laughs> what an upstanding citizen you are. So while. Uh, so that is the state of Buffalo Wild Wings as it is. Obviously, the pandemic did not do well for Buffalo Wild Wings as it did for nobody. Opening a secret White Claw on the podcast. You I, could just... I, I wanted to do it without... I didn't want to... Well, now we all know. Yeah, we can... I can also just crack open a new one. There it yeah. is. Well, see, I didn't want it to be heard. On, see, now it's just like a... I've been exposed. Can't swear, can't open White Claws on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the prison that you keep yourself in. Jesus, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Well, researching this episode, I came on this website called IWasPoisoned.com, which is, have you heard of it? No. It's a live feed of people warning each other about potential food poisonings at, like, various restaurants across the United States of America. The Buffalo Wild Wings page is fucking awesome. And there's this one dude. He's such a hater. He keeps posting the Clybourne Buffalo Wild Wings, like the one on, uh, it's like 18-something. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, uh, Just doing terribly on all their inspections. This is as recent as June 23rd, 2022, 9 a.m. I love this guy. I love this This guy guy fucking rules. Observed employee at end of shift removing gloves and washing hands and arms at the three compartment sink as opposed to a hand washing sink. Must do hand washing at hand washing sink. The manager discussed the issue with the employee. Priority violation. Citation issued. Uh, Over 50 small flies in the serving, dining, and bar areas. On the walls, on picture frames, on the TV, etc. Instructed to remove, clean, and sanitize area. Priority foundation. Citation issued. Uh, this is going to keep going. <laughs> so, hold on. Is this guy, does he actually work for... No, he keeps reposting what's on the Chicago.gov website. Oh, I see. All so, right. he, he like takes that information and just puts it on IWasPoisoned.com. Nice. The, the Clybourne Buffalo Wild Wings is like the most popular Buffalo Wild Wings on the website. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> we slay. I'm going to go hang out there. This, I'm not going to eat anything. I'm just going to hang out there. I know. I kind of want to see. It's just like watch. famous. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it got like 5,000 likes on IWasPoisoned.com. Like, people are reading this. <laughs> Anyways, um, caulking between the wall and the low-temp disc machine has a black slime substance. Walls and dish room with excess grime. Clean and maintain. Uh, missing ceiling tiles at the rear storage prep area. Broken grout at repaired floor tiles and dish room. Needs repairing. Uh, yeah, so (laughs) the Clyburn, and this is like the third time in a few months that that someone has posted about the the Clyburn citations, uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings, which fucking slays. I love it. And what's the name of the website again? Iwaspoisoned.com. That's easy to remember. Yeah. Somebody recently, this is unrelated to Buffalo Wild Wings, they posted that they ate 30 cold wings that they found in the hallway from Wingstop and then got food poisoned. I that's like unbelievable. That's uh, yeah. Wingstop, what is wrong with you? You can't be serving up wings that people can find in a hallway <laughs> cold days later and get sick from. Yeah, I know. Cancel Wingstop. <laughs> yeah, just. 
Um, a person in Cypress, Texas, came down with both norovirus and C. diff at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and she was 16 weeks pregnant. She lost so much weight that her pregnancy became high risk, and she had to have a no oral diet for like five days at the hospital. So they only had to inject her with like IV and shit. Uh, so that like was. If you're 16 weeks pregnant, though, like that, going to a Buffalo Wild Wings is almost as bad as like drinking <laughs> excessively. I'm keeping that in. I'm letting listeners hear you say that <laughs> because it was. A I mean, that's not good for anybody, especially like somebody that's like, it wasn't this baby's choice to go to a <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Don't put that on that. Like, come on. That kid is gonna grow up to be wicked cool. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is gonna grow up to wear a lot of uh, a lot of uh, very reflective sunglasses. <laughs> Your mind is a tapestry that I marvel at unraveling before me. <laughs> After eating at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Kansas City, seven high school swimmers came down with norovirus. <laughs> Jesus. And their school paper reported it and interviewed like one girl on the swim team. And she was like, yeah, I couldn't even like lay around to do nothing on the couch because it was so sick. Like you can't even sit and do nothing. <laughs> like that's how bad they felt. Ugh, disgusting. Anyways, um... I don't know why I had I think I was just so excited about Iwaspoison.com that I wanted to mention other poisonings at Buffalo Wild Wings but that's not necessarily a Buffalo Wild Wings specific problem especially because again it's a franchised place so Buffalo Wild Wings the company while they own all the Buffalo Wild Wings is they're managed by individual owners who need to have a net worth of 1.5 million dollars to be able to like own a Buffalo Wild Wings franchise did you know that can you imagine building yourself up to that sort of wealth <laughs> and being like yes I Time can to find like, the dream. Oh, <laughs> a place with 26 sauces. <laughs> That's my dream. Spicy to Asian. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> There's also, they used to do this thing. I don't know if they still do it, where if you eat like the spiciest sauce, somebody comes out in like a fireman's uniform, like with a mask on. It's very camp. Where do they keep that? I, I, I they have a the, props closet <laughs> with all the flies. In, in, yeah, yeah. In the ceiling where, where the broken <laughs> t- ceiling tiles are. They just shove it back up there. <laughs> At present, the other founder, Scott Lowry, lives in Willoughby, Ohio, which I know means nothing to you, but that's where I'm from. I'm, like, from one town over in Mentor. He frequents the Buffalo Wild Wings in Willoughby, which I've been there so many times. Uh, we've probably been there at the same time, me and Scott. He Ooh. has made a habit. I know. It's kind of spicy. <laughs> it's kind of tangy. <laughs> uh, so... He will post on LinkedIn. This has nothing to do with Buffalo Wild Wings anymore. I just like telling people about this. Uh, He's made a habit of posting on LinkedIn whenever he goes to a Buffalo Wild Wings, like on a trip that he's on. And he used to be in the habit of posting roar at the end. He would just be like, Buffalo Wild Wings was like really fun in Canada. Roar. (laughs) Do we know why? No. Uh, But since then, he's adopted the slogan, keep on winging it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is that like like a tip of the cap to the guy that was like just... Running the whole place by the seat of his pants, you know, just kind of like so. winging it every day. That's what I wrote at the end. I feel like I don't know if he, I, I, I don't canonically know if that's why, but it kind of seems like that was the ethos to Buffalo Wild Wings for a long time. Uh-huh. Is keep on winging it. Um, I, that's literally what I wrote. I think keep on winging it really gets at the spirit of what Jim was all about and what Buffalo Wild Wings was all about. It's insane that it's become a national mainstay, basically entering sports bars with chicken wings into our cultural consciousness. Keep on winging it really does serve as like the the mantra. Of what they were doing, which is two guys who have never owned a restaurant before, didn't know what they were doing, uh, doing it. Recently, Scott Lowry gave an interview where he was asked, if you want to open a restaurant right now, like, how do you do it? Like, what should you do? And he goes, just do it. Uh, If you don't know anything, like, you get more from just, like, getting the experience than you do planning out the experience. Mm. So, 
just open the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you, follow the health codes. Uh, <laughs> follow the health codes. <laughs> yeah, clean the flies out of the paintings yeah, yeah. every now yeah, and just, then. Just, just open it and also make sure you don't get uh, people sick. Yeah, don't uh, have your employees wash their hands because norovirus and C. diff are transmitted through fecal matter. So they canonically know that someone just like didn't wash their hands after taking a shit and that's how this woman... Sounds pretty wild. Ha- it sounds like beef on wick. It sounds like wings and wick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Buffalo Wild Wings, Christian. All that's right, like well, the whole that's, story. That's that. You know what? I am coming out of this with a lot more knowledge on this place than I did before. And honestly, in the beginning, what a roller coaster. I was starting to think, am I going to come out of this a fan of Buffalo Wild Wings? Because for a little while, I was like, wow, this guy was figure skating. And they just like they had t- the tenacity and the drive to keep going after the three, you know. And, yeah. And they moved around and they figured it out. And then, uh, well, you know, the, the whole tip stealing thing and the whole um, poopy hands thing really <laughs> kind of <laughs> turned my mind back to, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right back to where I was. Yeah. And again, I really could have made the service industry poopy hands about any restaurant. Sure. That's like a national chain because it's every one of them. But Buffalo Wild Wings, I mean, I did it because you're from Buffalo and you mm-hmm. know a lot about chicken wings, so I just want to do it for you. Yep. But also, I really think that the story, like the figure skating guy and all the women involved, like, is really neat uh, because of the clientele of Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, like I think True. it's just like an interesting story and like a fun fact. True. Yeah. The clientele there are definitely the people that wear like the jersey of the player they like on the team they like when that team's not even playing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're just obsessed. You know, like they love, they love this guy and that team. Um, why? I, they've never met. No. But you're, you can. That's Buffalo Wild Wings clientele. That is Buffalo Wild Wings, and that is Buffalo Wild Wings the story. So you've come out not a fan of Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, I'm still still not convinced. (laughs) I don't see myself going to the location on Clybourne anytime soon. Oh, my God. Except for to people watch, you know. Honestly, we should go, though. Yeah, let's see who gets sick. (laughs) Let's go get C. diff from the Buffalo Wild Wings on Clybourne. What if we brought food from other, what if we brought food from other places and (laughs) and sat in there and just watched it? What if we just went to drink? That's what if we did that? Oh right, they have drinks. They do. Oh yeah, we can That's just drink. That's the main thing. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting they have drinks. Yeah, so but we should just go get. I always picture them having just like Bud Lights though, and that's mm. it. You know, it is a lot of beer. Yeah, it's a very beery place. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if we ordered our white claws, they'd probably like we'd we'd get some looks first of all, and then they'd kind of like blow the dust off the. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't seen a white claw around here in fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> they have to like open a, a chest for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think we have that in the back. <laughs> I think it's haunted back there. I still think it's insane that they tr- they tried so hard to make their name uh, <laughs> something that pertained to a movie at the time. Yeah, you know? I got that. It shows how this was not meant to be. It wasn't meant to be long term. Well, no. there was no like foresight. No. Like, this needs to be like a permanent brand that's going to exist for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, after this movie is relative and anybody even knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but let's do that. Hold on. Did they ever actually serve beef on Weck there? They did at the first Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. They I- just like slowly worked it out of their menu. They they dropped the Weck thing when Sally Smith came on as the CEO. Uh, I wonder how much they fucked that up as much as they fucked up the chicken wing. At the <laughs> I get it. You know? fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably gross. It was probably just like they just, yeah, it was probably just toast. Just abysmal. <laughs> just toast. <laughs> With salt and seeds on it. <laughs> That's vile. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was just a nightmare. I can only imagine. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, follow Full on Acid Trip on the Twitter. Yeah, maybe I can get up to like seven followers. That's Ooh. my goal by the end of the year. Seven? Yeah. 
Yeah, you'll get him. You think so? Yeah. I, I have a lot of time left. It's only July. Well, yeah. Yeah. You will. If I create a bunch of other accounts and follow my own account, yeah, you have time it's to attainable. Right now. It could take, you could do it in like an hour, mm-hmm. you know? I actually have no idea how many followers, and it's not a lot. Yeah, well, do you want a lot of followers? No, I don't really care that much. I never like, I don't like try to put it out there. I don't, like I never tell, when you asked me in the beginning of this, I was just like, I guess that one, because uh, I, I write some funny jokes on there, but then yeah. I always have to like copy and paste them, put them on Instagram. and <laughs> You uh, have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody puts a gun in my head, and it's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about guns here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and the fact that you have, you're embarrassing yourself. You swore, you talked about Jesus' name in vain. Mm-hmm. Those are very important. I mentioned to me. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I have to cut like half this fucking episode. Yeah. You've made my job a lot harder. But uh, also follow Busted Business Bureau on uh, the, or Busted Biz Bureau on TikTok and Instagram and fucking whatever. Donate to my Patreon. Uh, I just got my first Patreon payment recently. Uh, How'd that go? It went great. I haven't. How does that work? Like they, I get like right now I have like fifty one dollars a month that are sent to me from random strangers. Nice. And also my friends. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, and. Does that come in a check? No, it, it like gets deposited in PayPal and then I take it out of PayPal. Oh okay. Yeah. We should probably plug CNC Dueling Pianos. Oh my god, yeah, we have a Dueling Piano show every last Friday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge. Uh, it's me and Christian. He's so good at playing the piano, and I'm there, and I also play the piano. She's being humble. I well, what can I say? Christian's so good at the piano, and the show is so fun. We're so funny. We I are feel. very funny. I, I feel like we rock. Yeah, yeah, we we've got gr- we've got very good chemistry. Of course we do. Yeah. And people love us, and they're obsessed. And so if you want to come, you should mm-hmm. go. Uh, but if you're like a you know you're if you're creepy, don't go. <laughs> yeah, if you're creepy, there's uh, there's another show right after us. You can go to that one. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love that one. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, see you all next time. Thanks, Christian, for coming on the Buffalo Wild. Thanks for having episode. me, Porky. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>